Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. Let them know what you're kind of dealing with and then they can be more flexible because they know, oh, she's not available for meetings at this time of day because of this very legitimate reason. And it was so gross. And for a few weeks, they just kept storing their meat in the wedges of the pegs. It was so <laughs> disgusting. Before we get into today's episode, we have some exciting news to share. Little Home Organised is launching its first online course. Hooray! We are so excited to be bringing you the Essentials Guide. Bonnie, what's the Essentials Guide? Well, the Essentials Guide is the only guide you will need to declutter and organise every space in your home. So to celebrate the launch of our brand new Essentials Guide, the only guide you'll ever need, we are running a free webinar for our listeners. Now, the free webinar is called declutter your home in seven days with tons of free information to help you declutter get organized and reclaim time for the things you love so all you need to do is head to littlehomeorganized.com.au forward slash webinar to register your interest there and then register for the webinar it is on the 6th of october at 8 p.m australian eastern standard time And you may be one of the very lucky people who, after experiencing our amazing free webinar, signs up for The Essential Guide. We are then giving those people the chance to win one of five prize packs from Second Scout. Now, for those of you who haven't heard of Second Scout, they are a company based here in Brisbane and they create beautiful labels. Second Scout's range of organisation labels use not only words but pictures too. And this means that even the littlest family member can play a part in keeping things organised well before they've learned to read. Made of premium grade clear vinyl and also waterproof, they'll look terrific on your drawers, cupboards, shelves and containers. Even the ones that get covered in finger paint. Discover the full range, including clothes, toys, and arts and crafts at www.secondscout.com.au. Hello and welcome. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about setting up a workspace at home. Whether you're starting a side hustle, under house arrest, in isolation, or simply just working from home during the pandemic... We'll share our top tips for creating your own home office and still keeping the work-life balance in check. Now, before we get started, I just have to draw everybody's attention to an event that happened a few years ago, maybe even last year. Time has no meaning when you have children. But <laughs> do you remember that uh, that BBC interview where the man who was being interviewed was working from his home office. It was a live episode and his little daughter sauntered into the room followed by the baby in the The walker. walker. I know. And then I think it was the nanny. No, it was the mum. It was his wife. And she obviously saw them on the TV in the living room, which the kids had been watching and he'd forgotten to lock the door. And these kids (laughs) came in and she raced in the speed of light and yanked them out and you know to his credit the guy who was so composed (laughs) and I just thought that is hilarious and you know there's been so many stories coming out over the last kind of six months about 
people who are now working from home and oh. their video calls. Yeah, like we talked, we've talked before about that Zoom meeting where that poor, poor woman just like zoned out and forgot that if you take your laptop with you to stay in the meeting, people can still see you in the meeting and she went to the <laughs> toilet. Oh. How do you live those things down? Oh, I don't I know. I cringe for her. I really do. Actually, the funniest one I liked was where the girl, uh, the lady was having a meeting and her spouse or partner walked past in his undies. <laughs> it was just so awesome. But it highlights an important discussion and that is when we work from home, there are some considerations we need to put in place. Yes, we definitely do. And I think the first thing that we need to think about when we're setting up a workspace from home is where is that space going to be? And it's really interesting to see people sharing their workspaces that they have set up at home because of the pandemic and how many people have had to set up a workspace right next to their baby's cot. Yeah, like you've just got to make it work, don't you? And depending on the size of the house that you're living in, you may be limited in your options. Yeah, that's right. And so what we'd encourage you to do is if you are setting up a space or you're reviewing your working space from home, because maybe it's not quite working, think about this. First of all, where is there a quiet space for you to work, where you can actually focus on your work, where you can have online meetings without there being, you know, a screaming child in the background? Um, do you have a room that's got a door and a lock? Mm. If so, it doesn't, can you put a lock on it? Yes, because you don't want to be like that BBC interviewer who had his kids come in um, right in the middle of it sort of thing. You want to maintain some sense of professionalism. Although, having said that, I've been really happy to hear about how everybody's kind of cutting each other some slack. Yes. Because we're all in this together. We're all, you know, most of us are having to work from home at some point during uh, 2020 because of uh, the coronavirus. And so there's been a lot more grace for people. Isn't it interesting how the lines have blurred a little bit around it? You know, we are getting a bit of an insight now into people's personal lives. And for some people, they may never have known those things about the professionals that they do work with. Yes. And I think this is where a lot of people are really grateful for the virtual background yes. that you can put on. And they're customizable, which is great. So if you are doing those Zoom meetings and you haven't embraced a virtual background, they've got some um, stand ones that you can use, but you can also, I think, upload the tropical your own. beach. Yeah. <laughs> Just make everybody jealous and think that you're an, on holiday in Hawaii, where, whereas you're not because we know you're not traveling. No one is. But when you're working from home, I think one of the considerations that I would definitely be putting into play, if you can't find the perfect spot, maybe you've got the perfect virtual background, but you haven't got the perfect spot as far as the noise and things like that. And this is one of the best purchases I've ever made is noise cancelling headphones. Oh, a hundred percent. I routinely, every couple of months, turn to my husband and say, I love these headphones. <laughs> I actually do that. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, on a okay. scale of one to 10, I'm like, where, 10. Does, where does that 11. love, <laughs> where does that love sit compared to how you love me? And you're like, mm, 12. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I just love those headphones because, uh, you know, they were great for traveling, but it means that no matter where I'm working, I can fully zone in. Mm. And it, I put on like, <laughs> I actually, to focus, put on like deep house music, which yeah, I think when, is really unusual. Whenever you play that at my place, I'm just like, yeah, this is not my jam. No, because otherwise I get distracted and start singing if I know the songs. So mm. I need something that's like really like just like monotonous in the background. So I put on this music Boring. and I put it, it's perfect. And I, you know, my ears are completely sealed in. And because they're like proper noise cancelling, it really does take you away. And I can just like 
hammer out some great stuff. So my question for you is how do you make that work now that you've got a baby? Ah, so I only put them on when I am not responsible for listening in for him. Oh, cool. Or um, the alternative of what I do is I put them on and I make sure I have the video monitor in front so I can see him. Yes. And the video monitor, the cool thing about it is they have like little lights at the top which shows sound. So you can visually see sound as well. So it's like a sound bar showing how elevated he's getting. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I'm away. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's one of the important considerations. Like if you don't have noise cancelling headphones and you can like, you know, put that into your budget or maybe you can buy it, you know, through your business and put it down as a tax write-off. Could you do that? Yeah, you could do it as a tax deduction for a lot of people. Check with your accountant, of Of course. course. Yep, no advice, no advice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. (laughs) Um, But I think um, the other thing that I think is so important about when you're working from home, and I think this is for anything in life, but especially for working from home is, you know how long I have those set hours of going to the office and work can quickly bleed into normal life and you have to have boundaries. Boundaries are so essential. And I know that we talk about them time and time and again. And because they're so important. They are. And people are probably sick of us harping on about them. But if you have no boundaries, then how do people know where they can go? It's like with your sheep, if you were a shepherd, you know, you need you need to say there's the fence. You can go anywhere inside here up to the fence. But if you had no fence, it would be like, Room free, I'll find you at some point. Absolutely. So like consider when you're setting up your office, how am I going to protect my boundaries and what boundaries am I going to put in place? And I think the most important one, and it's one that I've learned over the years because I used to work where I lived over in New Zealand and I would find myself working some crazy hours there, starting at weird hours, finishing at weird hours. And because I felt such a sense of responsibility to get things done because, you know, often in business, especially if you're like a small business owner, if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. Mm. And so you, f- you feel this compulsion to continue. And when we do that, we, one, get the work done, maybe not to the best quality because we're exhausted, but two, we're kind of burning the candle at both ends and we're not mm. having that balance. And so one of the biggest things that I learned was don't, go to work all day, come home and then continue with work at home. You need to have some separation. Yep. This is where work happens. This is where work ends. Yeah. And I think when I first started Little Miss Organised and I was researching how to work from home and this is pre-kids. I mean, we'd been married a few years by then, but no kids were around. And one of the biggest things that um, I read was make sure at the end of the day, you've got a separate space to go to that's not work. So that when when work is finished, you close that door, you walk out of that room and it's like to your family, I'm here, I'm present, work time is over now and I'm back on personal family time. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we can do to protect ourselves is, and I think we mentioned this before in our technology episode, I think maybe that was episode nine, Time Sucking Technology, is your boundaries around emails and everything at night. Yes, don't be available to your colleagues, your boss, your co-workers at all hours of the day. Set those boundaries yourself, respect those boundaries yourself, and then other people will respect them as well. And I mean, we acknowledge that there's probably some industries and some professions where that just simply can't be the case. But if you have that opportunity, and if that's not something, you know, if you don't need to make sure you're available at 11 o'clock at night, then don't be sending emails at 11 o'clock at night. And also the other thing to keep in mind is if you reply to an email, 
immediately all the time, people will start to just become accustomed to that. That's the expectation you're setting for them. So just be mindful of your own boundaries. And, you know, we've talked as well in our like rhythms and routines episodes, like maybe you just want to be like, okay, mornings are when I do emails. And Mm. then in the afternoon, I don't do emails. You know, Mm. I do something else. So, you know, being mindful of having good rhythm and flow to your day as well is good for an important productive work day, but then having the boundaries in place to make sure Mm. that this is when I start, this is when I finish. Yes. And I think on that note of the rhythms and routines, giving yourself that balance of activities that are doing as well as being. So we talk about them being internal or external. So if you're working hard and you're getting a whole lot of stuff done in like internal stuff, sitting at a desktop work, have a break, have a drink of water, go to the toilet, walk around the house, do some pull-ups, some stretches. Oh yeah, just throw out 10 pull-ups. That's what I do on the reg. Absolutely. No, I'm serious because I remember listening to this podcast yonks ago about a guy who was a personal trainer or something and he just said every chance I get because I work at a desk all day, I stop and I'll do 10 squats or I'll do five star jumps or something and he says it's just really good to get your blood flowing again. Mm. It's really good for your metabolism, your Mm. heart rate, all that sort of stuff. So the micro exercise is actually a really popular thing for office workers to get up and get moving. Can you do 10 pull-ups? I can't do one. I know. That's the point. (laughs) Thanks for just pointing out the things I need to work on. (laughs) I can't do a pull up either. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, something to work on. so hard. Even when I was like super duper fit, I was like, "Mm -mm." mm-mm. You get get so close and you're just like. "Mm -hmm." I I did get to the point when I was crossfitting about 10 years ago that I could do like maybe five. And that was a pretty special moment. What? Without a band? Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. We are digressing, but I'm fascinated. Tell me more about that after. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I will get back there one day. I have plans. (laughs) Let's take a break for a clutter confession. Clutter confessions. (laughs) My clutter confession is a small metal T-Rex skull uh, named Tyra that I've had for about five years now. She, it's a she, she started off as a joke between housemates. We would decorate her with lights or hats for different holidays. Um, and then one day when I moved out, I found her in my suitcase. One of my housemates had put her in there and it sort of became a running joke, um, in theory where we would pass her around to different people in our friends group, but I was never able to let go of her for some reason. Those cold dead eyes kept bringing me back and so now tyra has lived on the top shelf of my closet for about three years now and i don't know if i can ever let her go she's a weird piece of of home now those cold dead eyes (laughs) that is gold like oh i just laughed through that entire confession. <laughs> That's amazing. I love how um, they Wacky. used to. Yeah, it's so unique. And I love how they, um, he was saying that him and his housemates used to like dress her up. It sounds like, like creepy Alice, you know, where you were talking <laughs> yes. about in that previous episode. Well, it sounds like with Tyra, it was like seasonal affairs. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's Christmas or Valentine's Day with, with Alice. She was just... She was like, she was like Halloween all year round, hiding in closets. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It's funny how 
when we're in a situation, whether it's with housemates or with our family, we do love having those shared jokes together. And that's why things like the elf on the shelf at Christmas time are so great for bringing a family together because it's like, oh, what's the elf been up to this time? And every morning the kids run around and they try and discover what naughty thing has the elf done. And those sort of things can really help bring a family and a home full of people together. It's great. Oh, absolutely. And if you have a clutter confession or just something weird, wacky, wonderful that you basically have held on to and um, someone else might be like, oh, that's really unusual, like a dead-eyed T-Rex skull. <laughs> a metal a metal T-Rex. <laughs> then tell us. Everyone would love to hear it. So all you need to do is head to our Facebook page, Little Home Organised Podcast, and send it as an audio file. And also, if you're super game, we keep everything anonymous. Feel free to send us a picture of the item as well if you think it's something cool that other people might be interested in. And we can post it anonymously on our Facebook page as well. Okay, so we're talking about setting up a workspace from home. And something that a lot of people need to consider when it's not just you working from home now is are your kids distance learning or remote learning from home and are you having to share a space with them or with your spouse who is also working from home? So when you're setting up that workspace, do you need to be aware of someone else who needs to share it? And if your partner is someone who works in the corporate world, for example, and you've got a lot of meetings and they've got a lot of meetings, you have to schedule and plan your day so that your online meetings or your phone calls aren't then interrupting their online meetings and their phone calls. There is so much coordination and so many people out there right now who are just going, oh my goodness, my day is bananas. Yeah. And I think it gets to the point where you almost have to really be efficient with your meetings and and say, look, I'm only available for meetings in the morning because my husband's got meetings in the afternoon and we're, you know, sharing the same space. And our bandwidth can't handle it. (laughs) Yeah. Or you live in, you know, somewhere like Hong Kong or China or Singapore, and you've got a really small apartment. And if you've got limited spaces where you can actually work from, you have to be really conscious about how you set that space up and how you organize your time. Because it's not like during a pandemic when you're supposed to be staying at home that you can just go down to the local cafe and work from there. No, you can't. You have to, you have to really make it work for you. And I think one thing that is really important in that is communication not only with your spouse and your children and anyone in your family, but with your workplace. Yeah, Let them know what the restrictions are at home. Let them know what you're kind of dealing with. And then they can be more flexible because they know, oh, she's not available for meetings at this time of day because of this very legitimate reason. Now, for some of us, we're not only sharing our workspaces with our spouses or our children, we're actually sharing our workspaces with something else, Bonnie. Do you know what it is? Our fur babies. (laughs) Maybe some of us are so lucky to have our fur babies inside. But some of us are actually sharing it with clutter. Oh, yes. Yeah. And like my um, my office is actually set up in my storage room of doom, Mm. which is – not exactly relaxing, but that's another reason why the headphones are good. It takes me away. <laughs> Take me away. <laughs> so that's something to consider as well is you might be in a position where you're like, oh, my house is a reasonable size. Oh, I've got some rooms and spaces available, but I've just got so much stuff. Like I've mm. got stuff here in this room, on this table, in this cupboard, and there's a bed there and I need to convert this room. Maybe it's a good opportunity to declutter. I mean, Bonnie and I are obviously always looking for opportunities to declutter because we think all of us need to declutter a bit. (laughs) Well, it just makes life so much better. It gives me a great sense of relief afterwards. Oh, it does. And, you know, that's something to consider as well is what are you sharing your space with? Is it helping your work vibe? 
Mm. Um, but also if you're starting to feel like you're being surrounded by stuff, if you're in a position to do something about it, maybe it's time to do it. Like if not now, when? That's a really good point. And I think uh, a lot of people have been forced to stay in their homes during this pandemic. And a lot of people are realizing that they're not quite the sanctuary they were looking for. And especially when it comes to working, maybe going to work actually used to be your escape from the clutter and now you're forced to deal with it. So what better time than this to actually start with setting up a workspace that is clutter free that you actually really love going into? Yes. Enjoy going into work. The other thing to consider when you're setting up your workspace from home is how are you going to organize your time? We've already talked about some ideas for organizing your space, but when you're organizing your time, especially if you've got you know, your spouse or your other family members that you have to be considerate around, if you used to commute to work and you had you know, an hour's drive or a train trip or a bike ride or whatever it might have been, spend that time now doing something productive like Go for a walk, either Mm -hmm. with your spouse or with your kids. Do some exercise. Get active because I'm finding with talking to a lot of people that when they're spending that normal commute time with their family doing exercise, their family life is much better. Their relationships are much better. They're feeling much healthier as people as well. Um, And then that translates into better decisions throughout the day of eating better food, drinking more water, going to bed at more reasonable times and getting better quality of sleep. So I think if you used to commute and you don't have to at the moment, make sure that you use that time wisely for something that's going to actually promote health and well-being. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've got another hour up my sleeve. How can I use this time? Am I going to spend it on Facebook or am I going to spend it on doing something that, you know, makes me actually feel like really good? And maybe Facebook does that for you, but I don't know. Like I scroll <laughs> through it and I get to the end of it and I was like, where did the time go and what did I even learn? I know, like it's such a waste of time. But realistically, life is all about relationships, right? And that connectedness. And so if you're spending that commute time connecting with your family, schedule other times during the day or the week to connect with your co-workers and your colleagues. So I've heard of heaps of people, and we've even done this at Little Miss Organised, have virtual wine time where everybody's at home, they get their device, they've got their glass of wine and you just all have a big online meeting and it's just a chat session. You know, have lunch with your colleague virtually. I'd love that idea. It's like at 12 o'clock, I take a break from what I'm doing and I check in with Jane and we have um, we catch up on our work day and just life and it just I think brings a sense of normalcy but it also brings a rhythm to your day which is important. And you know when I was teaching in distance education many many moons ago there were some colleagues that we would go for a walk at lunchtime and it was a great way to get out of the office get moving um, you know debrief and chat about the day. You can still do that if you're allowed to exercise in your area Do that with a colleague, have them on your headphones or your earbuds or whatever it is that you use, both go for a walk at the same time and chat about what's going on in your day, work-wise or personal-wise, so that you can still have that connection time just like you used to when you actually worked in an office physically together. So maybe you're at home and you're thinking, all right, I have to work from home now. What do I actually need to do? in my workspace, at my desk? What are some considerations I need to make to organise it? Well, luckily for you, you're listening to an organising podcast. And we are (laughs) the experts on the matter. (laughs) So, Bon, what are some things that when you're working with people, what do you say to them? So, when you're setting up your workspace from home, um, one of the key things to remember 
is the prime real estate analogy. And we use this in lots of areas um, of the house because it's just such an essential idea. So if you're setting up your desk, for example, um, you need to make sure that whatever stationery you need access to, that that's in the prime spot. So if you've got a desk drawer, that's your prime real estate. Don't put the stuff that you need to use five times a day in the bottom at the back of some drawer or some cupboard. Everything that you need to use the most often needs to be the most accessible. So think about that prime real estate type analogy. The other thing to consider is when you, um, like let's say you had a desk that was in your, I don't know, in your garage and you pulled it into the spare room to set up this office space and it was filled with stuff. Don't just go throw your laptop on top and start working, like set it up properly from- Add to the pile. Yeah, like open up those drawers and look at the items inside and make sure that what's in there is actually appropriate to work and an office. Mm. So, you know- Start afresh. Yeah, and like we talk about um, zoning a lot as well and Mm. so you've got to have the appropriate zones in different parts of your house. So you want to go through all that stuff and you want to take out everything that's not actually to do with work and, you know, put it in its appropriate home and then create the appropriate zones within that office desk. Yeah, I think starting afresh, that spring clean feeling, it really does make you feel um, better about things. So taking everything out, giving everything a clean, a wipe over, a vacuum, it will make you feel better. Because in Australia, it's spring. It is spring. Which you know what means? Magpies. Magpies. <laughs> <laughs> no, like everybody such, gives magpies such a bad rap. And for all the internationals out there, yes, magpies really, in most cases, deserve the rap that they get. They are <laughs> vicious predators, but- They are not that bad. <laughs> I've had so many people say to me, Australia sounds so scary and dangerous. All the creatures you have, we're never coming there. I mean, we have a blossoming population, so- <laughs> Well, obviously there is something going well we're for We're managing us here. to survive these animals. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but I actually have some lovely magpies near my house that have been fed over many, many years. I don't know what they were fed and I don't want to get in the, into the ethics of feeding birds. But <laughs> the um, <laughs> the good thing about it is these birds are so friendly and then there will be a whole, do you say flock? Yeah. Yeah. A whole f- <laughs> Again, I don't trust myself No, anymore. no, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a whole flock, a fleet, a fleet of birds, a, a fleet. fleet of ships. I know, I know that one. Or cars. There's, there's a whole... Um, bunch of birds bunch of birds and um they just like hang around on the ground and they'll just like come up to you as you're walking past kind of be like hello and you know are they friends with the butcher birds that keep their raw meat in your pegs oh my gosh I don't think I've mentioned that on this podcast yet and we're totally digressing but it's a story worth telling so bear with me a few weeks ago I walked out to the clothesline and I took a peg off the line and felt something sticky on my fingers and I looked down and it looked like raw meat and I was like what is that and I looked at the peg and there was a big chunk of red meat in it so gross and I was like oh and then I looked up and the meat had dropped all over um, my clothes and I was like there's meat on my clothes I was like what that is so weird who threw up meat on my clean washing I just thought I was like oh all right I'll rewash it okay couple of days later hang out the washing again because I mean First time mom, so much washing. (laughs) And I'd hung up the nappies and I went out and I'd kind of forgotten about this and I grabbed it and I just straight on grabbed a big chunk of meat that had landed in the peg and then there was another one in the nappy and then a butcher bird flew down, which is it kind of looks like a magpie for those who aren't familiar, landed on the clothesline because we have some in the trees near our house and was just kind of like, oh, you found my meat for my babies. (laughs) And I was like, oh, you put your baby's meat on my washing and it was so gross and for a few weeks they just kept storing their meat in the wedges of the pegs (laughs) it was so (laughs) 
disgusting. It is like seriously the grossest thing I've ever heard. Oh, it was, I don't know how unsanitary it was, but it was such, it's so interesting as well because it's super primal for them. Like digressing even further, they put them into the wedges of trees. Oh, yeah. That's so that's they why they were, it. that's why they were doing it on that line. They're so organized. They have a cupboard for their meat. Go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you butcher birds. Okay. No, seriously, getting back on topic. Not sure how we got onto magpies and butcher birds. Oh, spring cleaning. That's right. Yes. So if you give your desk a spring clean, the butcher birds will not come and store their meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Okay. So the last tip that we have for you is that you need to be flexible and you need to review and adjust what's going on with your workspace. So that means at the end of your first day, the end of your first week, the end of your first month, look back and think what has worked well about this space, what has not worked well. It is actually really surprising the amount of times I have met a client who has just forgotten that something doesn't work as efficiently as it could and they can't take a step back to go, oh, I don't know why I keep putting the stapler way over there. It should actually live right here. And I've just adapted to the fact that it's so far away, even though it's so irritating to have to reach so far to get it. So take a step back, review what's in the wrong place, what needs to be closer, what needs to be further away, and then make those adjustments because then it will make your space more efficient, you'll like being there more, and your boss will thank you because you're more productive. And I guess it must be time for this week's tidy task. Yes. So if you've got a workspace set up already, your tidy task is to review what's going on. Is it working? What's not working? What adjustments do you need to make? And if you are yet to set up your working space from home, take all the things that we've talked about during this episode, apply them, give yourself a spring clean when you're setting up your new desk or dining table or laptop, whatever it is, make sure that you start afresh, you start with intention and you can organize that working space so that you can create a happy work-life balance. And at the end of the day, you can just close work off and go about your merry way. Speaking of work-life balance, decluttering your home is important to help you take back control of your house. What have we got upcoming to help with that? I wonder. Mm, I believe we have a free webinar, Declutter Your Home in Seven Days, October 6 at 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you would like to register, head to littlehomeorganised.com.au forward slash webinar. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We know how busy life can be. We really appreciate you guys lending us your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.